Uh, well, so uh, let's, I think we're ready to call the meeting to order. We're at 531. I like to start on time if we can. So I'm um, calling the meeting to order. Can you help with the roll call, Jessica? We got some new folks too. Right, so, so for everybody new, I'm just gonna go down the list. They're not in alphabetical order right now and just say that you're here. Kevin Boyd. Here. Carl Brown. Not here. Sherry DeGraw. Here. Cecile Coonsley. Here. Lindy Keipel. Here. Uh, Jordan Sellergren. Here. Uh, Margaret Beck. Here. Uh, Noah Stork. Here. Uh, Deanna Toman. Not here. Kevin Larson. Here. All right. Welcome. Uh, we got a few new folks. Um, Margaret, Noah, and uh, Kevin are all um, new. I don't know if you if you want to just uh, say a sentence or two about yourself, and, and we'll get an opportunity to chat uh, more in person at our next uh, at our August meeting. So if you guys would like to, you're welcome to, and um, can I introduce yourself for a minute, and then we'll. And I do want to interject real quick first. I want to let everybody know that the meeting is being recorded. And so after the meeting, it'll be posted on channel four, just so you're aware, all future meetings will be recorded as well. In addition to the minutes that we do normally. Oh, I thought we were going back to face-to-face, uh, -face, uh, you know, in-person meetings. Those will be recorded as well. Oh, okay. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Great, so I don't know. Uh, uh, Margaret, and then we'll go Noah and then Kevin, just because I you, the first two are on, on mute, so. Okay, sure. Hi, I'm Margaret. I'm an archeologist at the university and uh, my own research interests are in pre-Columbian North America, but you end up working with some of everything and I've worked with the National Register in different capacities. And so I've gotten more interested in um, the history of Iowa City. And so I was delighted to have the chance to join the commission. Great, welcome. Noah. Hi everybody, I'm Noah Stork and I've lived in Iowa City since 2005 and I work at Pearson. I had interest in joining this commission group because I recently purchased a home in the College Green Park District and I'm working on fixing it up and just keeping things nice and being a good neighbor and all that fun stuff. So thanks for welcoming. Awesome, welcome and Kevin. Yeah, hi, uh, I'm a urban planning student at the university. Uh, I have a background in architecture, so it has sort of led me into an interest in preservation. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. Awesome, well, I'm very excited to have you all on the commission and excited to get to meet you in person and we can all kind of uh, get to know each other better as we um, work together. So um, with that, I'm gonna move on to um, item C, public discussion of anything not on the agenda. We've got a few guests here. So, um, and I think for the minute taker, uh, Carl has joined. I see, um, I don't know if any of our guests or folks who want to speak on the something not on the agenda. I'm not seeing none. Um, we will move on to the certificate of appropriateness, um, item D. Um, the first one is uh, 525 North Van Buren Street. Okay. I'm trying to share my screen, but I just lost all visuals. So bear with me just one second. <laughs> all right, we're seeing it, Jessica. Yeah, I have to tell you, both of my large screens went completely black for a minute there, so. Okay, um, 525 North Van Buren Street is in the Goosetown Horseman Conservation District. It is uh, located in this block. It is a little craftsman bungalow. It has um, what we would call either a clipped gable roof or a jerkin head roof. A uh, little half porch with a, a gable. Um, these are exposed purlins. There are exposed rafter tails. It has a very high brick foundation and shingled lap siding in a um, staggered lap. Um, if we look, 
This is um, the north side of the back porch that is part of the application. So currently around to the north side, there's a driveway and a studio garage. This porch, which is two stories with a sleeping porch above, used to have an open porch below. It has been partially enclosed with storm windows and a storm door. So part of the project is to remove the storm windows and replace that with a simple screen system. Um, the other part is to uh, replace this door with just a storm door, which is not something that we actually would need to review. Uh, so these storm windows would be removed and replaced with screen. And then around the corner here, uh, the proposal is to add another storm door and a deck. This is looking kind of at the south uh, west corner of the house. You can see there's a little like basement, probably kitchen door here. Um, and then this is that wall of the, um, the current porch that would have a storm door added to it. Here you are looking at that wall directly. So this would remove the um, storm window, put in a screen. There would be some kind of a, a, a piece of trim to match this that would uh, also serve to anchor the door and then a screen door in this location. This is a sketch of the proposed deck. So here you have the house and the little door to the basement would be here. Here's that porch. So this is the location of the new storm door. The deck, as you can see, is eight feet wide by eight feet deep, and it protrudes just a little bit from the, the side of the house. Um, this is a sketch that shows kind of looking at that south wall where they'll put the storm, um, the storm or screen door. This will not be a window, but it will be screening. Um, there will be a deck here. It will have, um, as I described in the staff report, it'll have a railing that meets our guidelines. That means that it will have a post, um, an intermediate post. Those posts will actually extend above the top rail. There will be a bottom rail and then square spindles in between them. Um, this is also showing that it'll have a structural support post below that aligns with a post above, and then the area underneath will be filled with skirting. This shows a view of that same porch from the back of the house. So you have the current um, partially enclosed porch, the house, that little door would have been back down here. And this is showing you, um, again, that, that railing and, and how the, the deck will look. Again, the posts will extend above the top rail. Um, part of the, the, the issue with this project, because as you know, decks can be approved by staff, um, the removal of the storm windows and the changing of the storm door itself could also be approved by staff. And closing with the screen is something that we would definitely bring to the commission. But overall, the part of the reason why this project comes to the commission is because um, it would have to include an exception to allow the deck to extend beyond the side wall of the house. Our guidelines are written currently so that decks, because they're modern, are put behind the house and actually set in from the side walls eight inches so that um, they don't really show from the front of the house. We have in the past allowed decks to also extend beyond or, or um, somehow not meet that kind of setback requirement. If for instance, the yard is too small and which is the case here, um, there's just not enough room to have a deck that would allow outside access and activities and have it set back in. Um, we've also done that uh, recently for um, a deck that wanted access to the front in a specific way as well. So um, the current uh, recommendation uh, is to approve this project uh, with the following conditions. One, that the railing is constructed according to the guidelines as I described. Um, and I only add that because the sketches don't show that. And that any added stair that they might want to uh, include to provide access to the backyard directly from this side is put on that, that back or west side of the house. Um, but otherwise staff finds this, uh, uh, an appropriate addition and um, acceptable for the, the commission to approve.
Do we have any, um, so uh, for our new commissioners now, we is an opportunity for us to ask kind of just clarifying questions uh, to Jessica. We're trying to avoid any kind of questions that, that move us into conversation because we should wait for those till after the public hearing. Um, so if there's just kind of something you want to make sure you understood about the staff report or her presentation, now is a good time to ask those questions. Otherwise, we'll have an opportunity to ask more questions and, and get into discussion um, after the public hearing. All right, seeing none, we'll um, open the public hearing. If we've got any members um, of the, the, or either the applicants or someone who represents the applicants, you're welcome to um, uh, talk now. Um, if not, you're not obligated to, but now is the time if you'd like to. Katie, are you, if you're trying to talk, I think you might be on mute. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, she wasn't, sorry. <laughs> All right, I don't think we do. So uh, I'm gonna close the public hearing. Any commission uh, discussion, questions, things we should talk about? All right, if there's not, I'll entertain a motion. I can do it. Thanks, Sherry. Uh, DeGras, I move to approve a certificate of appropriateness for the project at 525 North Van Buren Street as presented in the staff report with the following conditions. The railing is constructed to the following guidelines. Any and any added staircase stair is located on the west side of the deck. And we have a second. I go second. All right, all in favor say aye. 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 Any, any opposed? All right, the motion carries. All right, on to the next uh, certificate of appropriateness at uh, seven, yep, 716 Bloomington Street. Okay. Seven sixteen Bloomington Street is in the Goosetown Horseman Conservation District. It is uh, located here. Um, this is a uh, photo showing it currently. Um, recently, and uh, maybe a couple years ago, the uh, owner was approved to uh, restore some of the details of this deck, and some of them are there. Um, this is an older photograph that shows um, what that kind of looked like. I'm sorry, I'm trying to go back and look. I didn't realize that I couldn't see any waitlist people while I'm actually sharing my screen and presenting. So I'm, I'm, I apologize for those of you who waited a while, uh, but I'm trying to go look at that too. Um, so this shows that uh, originally this uh, porch had kind of some um, Gothic or um, even Gothic revival details in the way these uh, little brackets work. And you can just barely see that the side porch had some of uh, the similar details. Um, a previous owner had removed the columns completely and had altered this rear porch so that it currently looks uh, like it does now with some kind of paneled columns, a little bit of a paneled balustrade below. It's, it's almost partially enclosed as it is. Um, and so that porch has really already been kind of rebuilt and reconstructed. I say this because our guidelines uh, discourage or in some cases even disallow the enclosure of a porch that is either on the front of a house or um, highly visible from the street. So staff feels that you know, this porch has already been altered, so it no longer has some of the same details um, that it had in the past that you can see here. And so um, staff does recommend uh, approving the uh, enclosure. And this is, shows you a little more. Um, it kind of has a, a pier below that we would recommend if this project came to us. Um, there aren't any uh, weep holes below this balustrade. So again, it really looks like it, it was kind of built to be enclosed. Um, the project is basically to install um, Quaker windows, the Brighton line, which is something we have approved in other projects as paired windows in each of these um, east facing openings, a single window in this opening and a single window in the back and I'll have a custom made door uh, installed in this location. 
Um, this is a rendering that kind of shows how the windows would be installed in the existing um, framework. We would uh, have them separated as is customary. Um, so there, there would be a piece of trim or a, a between them. Um, the one thing I don't know, and, and um, the contractor is here, so maybe he can actually answer this question a little bit later, but currently it shows that this uh, window in the back corner on the north side is uh, has a raised sill according to others. And I couldn't tell um, that that's an existing condition or not. And so I didn't know if there was an alteration or if that is really the way it is. Um, this shows a, a mock-up of the proposed door. Um, and I think that basically um, staff recommends approving this project again, because the fact that the uh, porch has been altered, um, it would not need to be altered further uh, in order to enclose the porch. Um, yeah, and except for the question about the existing window, uh, there, there are no other conditions. Great, so any quick uh, clarifying questions for Jessica? If not, uh, we'll open the public hearing, uh, starting with any members uh, that are, are rep any people representing the applicants or the applicants themselves. Hi, I'm Andy Martin, I'm the contractor on this job. And the idea is to, you know, replicate the existing trim on the windows um, as closely as we can to match and proportion and all that stuff and then on the back the way i have it drawn those drawings are crude but on the back there the the opening sizes are what is existing so there are two smaller windows or one smaller window in, in a, and then the door is just a, a best guess estimate as to what they would want to do there um like jessica said it is going to be custom built so uh, i'm not exactly sure what it'll look like but i can't imagine it'll be brown i didn't realize on the drawing. Uh, questions for Andy? Yeah, the Grinsley has a question. Yep. Um, is the smaller window, the shorter window, uh, shorter for a reason, or um, why wouldn't it be made to match the, uh, the new uh, screen depth that's coming in? That's the way it is now, and the homeowner wanted me to just do it the way it was. So I'm not sure if there's a reason for that or not, because I wasn't involved in that project. Other questions? Uh, all right. Thank, thank you, Andy. You got anything else for us? Or no? You're good. Okay. Uh, any other members of the public want to talk about this particular item? All right, hearing none, we'll close the public hearing. Any commission discussion? I was curious, this is Carl Brown. I was curious about one thing um, as I'm reading this, it, it says that there's a portion that were approved to be recreated in 2019. So the side porch that they're looking to enclose, the, was that an approved recreation of the side porch? No, actually, um, the what they were approved before was just on the front porch because all of the detail had been removed from the front porch and it was just four by four posts for quite a while. Um, there has never been a project on the side porch since it has been in a district. So the Goose Town district was a more recent district and um, the side porch changes were made before the district was created. Understood. Thanks. Great. Any other discussion? I think um, what Cecile was getting at is if the it's the window on the north, the shorter one, if it were to be made to the same height as the neighboring window, that would look better if they wanted to think about that and change it. I would recommend it. Other thoughts? If not, I don't know uh, if we're ready for a motion then. I can try. Uh, All right, thanks. 
Kernsley uh, approves the uh, certificate of appropriateness for the project at 716 Bloomington Street, um, but urging consider further consideration of making the height of the shorter window match the uh, height of the new screen to be inserted just for the, because there's already a repetition of uh, window heights or screen heights, it, it would just look better. Um, that didn't quite come out right, did it? <laughs> so, so Cecile, your, your motion is to approve as presented, but with uh, some encouragement. Yes, to consider further making that existing window meet the height of the new screens. Great. Do, do we all feel like we have that motion? <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to both, is that a, I, I'm looking through. Folks feel good about that? We've got a motion to approve the project as presented at 716 Bloomington Street as presented the staff report um, with some encouragement to consider uh, matching that north facing window to the okay. other open. All right. Um, uh, all, I guess we're ready. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Yeah. All right, motion carries. Um, all right, we're on to 611 Oakland Avenue. Okay, um, 611 Oakland Avenue is in the Longfellow Historic District located right here. It is um, also a craftsman bungalow. It has a front facing gable with exposed purlins, um, a low hipped roof, full porch. It has a dormer on um, the side, their exposed rafter tails. Uh, this property is, however, um, clad in uh, probably an aluminum siding. Um, it has an attached garage. Um, from my evidence, I don't think that there has ever been a detached garage on the alley, uh, like all of the rest of the properties on this block. Um, I think it's always been attached and it is a historic garage. Um, this is just a shot of the back of the house. One of the previous projects um, altered the previously enclosed porch, I think improved the window condition maybe, um, and added a screen porch. Um, this is the back of the uh, garage. Um, here's another shot of the back of the garage. Uh, the roof of the garage, uh, you know, this is really starting to deteriorate. We have um, poor quality roof. We have rusting on the, um, uh, the roof edge. The, the metal siding is coming up. Um, some of it's coming off. Um, it, this garage sits on a concrete curb and on the interior, interestingly, it's clad in beadboard. Um, as you can see, it's all busted up. Now, Typically with a historic garage, this kind of damage is something that could be fixed. Um, they just lift the garage and pour all new concrete and a new curb for it. Um, so typically when we see this, this is not on its own enough to really have this garage deemed um, uh, worthy of demolition, but this garage is attached. So while you're, you're not gonna be lifting it separately, you're going to have to support it. Um, and as well, there's just a lot more deterioration. Um, as you can see, this is a classic case of the metal siding has um, just really prevented the wood from drying out. There's a lot of dry rot that from where it is exposed that we can see it. So basically this garage is not in good condition. So staff does recommend approving a demolition. Um, for all, we have a lot of new commissioners and, and generally for when we're looking at the um, demolition of a structure on a historic property, especially if it's a garage on, you know, a, with a house, um, the commission would approve its replacement at the same time in order to prevent a property from um, getting rid of its historic garage and no longer having a garage um, again. Some of that is because um, 
there's that rhythm of the neighborhood of properties having garages, they help maintain the property value um, as well. So there are quite a few reasons. So then we would look at the new garage design. Um, this applicant has um, designed a garage um, Let's see, probably the best thing to look at is the north elevation. So this is a side view. So this is where the driveway is. This is where the existing garage is located. And this garage is only a little bit longer um, than the existing garage. So it protrudes just a little bit further into the backyard. As you can see, it's designed as a gable structure, which is actually more sympathetic with the existing house than the current uh, garage. Um, in this case, it's not designed as a front-facing gable because that would create a condition where you're going to have problems with the water and the runoff um, and getting that away from the house. So it is designed as a side-facing gable so that we have the lower eave edge on the front and on the back of the garage. Um, there is a door that would be facing the screened um, porch addition. Um, there is a window on the very back wall. And as you can see, it's a single car um, garage. Right now, they've proposed some kind of a paneled um, door. We recommend either uh, just something that's a smooth flat panel in wood or metal um, if they want something that's inexpensive and um, simple or an actual paneled design where you have the steel door with composite overlays. Um, we don't tend to approve just a pressed steel door with a uh, fake panel like you can see in a lot of the suburbs. Um, so this, this design is sympathetic with the house. We have some exposed rafter tails that you can see peeking out here. Um, the proposal at this moment is to see what the lap and the uh, trim detail is going on uh, underneath the uh, current metal siding and match that in the garage. Um, with all of the projects where we're dealing with a house that's clad in some kind of synthetic siding, if we can match the original so that in the future, if an owner wants to remove that, it already matches, uh, that's what we want to do. So there is a condition, I believe, on this project. Um, I, I know that in the staff report, um, I did talk about not necessarily having some of the evidence, or I think I did, honestly, it was a long time ago when I wrote this, but um, I uh, not having some of the evidence about the condition of the garage, which they have submitted. Um, so uh, staff feels uh, that that has been satisfied, but otherwise the condition that the siding and trim is um, reviewed by staff is basically something where we coordinate with a contractor to make sure we all understand what we see uh, when it's exposed. And they have also not submitted the door and window product information um, as the other project had. Um, the only other thing I forgot, I did have a site plan, so I can show you this a little bit more. Um, the proposal is putting the new garage within the typical required setback for a new garage, which is five feet. This is three foot, one and a half inches. That corresponds to the existing garage's setback. And the applicant has already gone through the process to get a minor modification to allow this to move forward. So um, they've been doing their due diligence. Uh, the proposal will also um, put in a new driveway. Um, right here, they're um, uh, proposing asphalt. Um, I. I I don't know that the commission has um, uh, has jurisdiction over the the material of the driveway. We've typically allowed all sorts of things, but um, I think they have to use the existing curb cut anyway. Uh, so I believe that's all I have for this project. Great. Any uh, clarifying questions for Jessica from the staff report or what she just presented? I have a question. Um, mm -hmm. When was the garage built? When was the house built? Because none of the houses on that street has an attached garage. So I'm wondering why, if they're going to demolish this garage, they wouldn't build a garage that was more consistent with those of the other houses on the street. There's no house that has an attached garage that I can think of. 
sure. and there's no entrance from the garage to the house. So what's the reason to have it where it is? Um, so the, the house was built between 1920 and 1925. And the garage shows up on the 1933 Sanborn fire insurance map. So it was in, in place at least before 1933. So that's why we believe it's the only garage that's ever existed on this property. Um, the, the reason for keeping the attached garage, I believe, um, and I'm going to go back and look at the site plan here. Um, I, I believe it was only because of the fact that it is currently attached, and I think that there might be some future um, consideration for um, changing that to have an interior entrance, but I, I don't know that otherwise. Um, they, they did not have any um, uh, desire to have the garage in the rear corner of the yard. Stylistically, historically, it doesn't fit the rest of the. C Cecile, I, want, I feel like we're getting into discussion, and I, I want to wait to, to do that so we have a chance to hear from the property owner okay. or the public in general. All right, any um, members of the public? Uh, sorry, any of the. Uh, we're opening a public hearing. Do we have any of the um, uh, property owners or someone representing them would like to speak. You're, now is the now is the time. You're not obligated to, but this is the time to if you intend to. All right. Does not look like we do. So I'm going to close the public hearing. Um, commission discussion. Yes, I know. Yeah, Cecile, I don't, I, you know, I don't, part of, part of what we do is preserve the, the history of what we know is there. And for some reason, by 1933, they had a garage on the front and, you know, we're trying to help them make a workable uh, version of that, um, of what was there originally. Um, and it just seems like that, it's like what our guidelines suggest. I know it's unique and and different, but it's kind of what our what our I, I believe what our guidelines would tell us to do, which is um, you know if there's something that is uh, unique but different to the neighborhood and historic, um, we we should approve it. And for me to understand, so essentially, as we look at this, the the residence was built in the 20s, the attached garage existed by the 30s, and so whenever this was declared historic. The garage itself was also older than 50 years and therefore part of the historic structure that existed when declared historic. Do I understand that correctly? Yep, that's my understanding too, Carl. Okay, so then in their presentation, they're maintaining that historic, the historic structure as we defined it at the time. Yes. Okay. I think this is a case where the historic nature of the garage is trumped by its aesthetics <laughs> um, and that it is, I think it, I would, uh, certainly move to approve the replacement of it, um, especially given the design. I think it looks very nice with the design of the house. Yep. Um, do we have, I, well, before we make, I, I feel like you started making a motion there, but I want to make sure the commission all- Informal. Has, uh, yeah, has, the, has not for you to talk before we, we move the motion. Any other commissioners have thoughts? All right, Jordan, you ready to make that motion? Yeah, I um, let me scroll down real quick. Um, I lost it, hold on, give me just a moment. Um, okay, uh, I move to approve a certificate of appropriateness for the project at 611 Oakland Avenue as presented in the application with the following conditions. The siding and trim configuration is reviewed by staff and the door and window product information is approved by staff. I think that's it. Brown, I'll second. All right. All in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? I guess I'll say no. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, the motion carries. Kunzli, uh, wait. Did, did C Cecile, did you vote no? Yes. Okay. Yep. I was just getting ready to, to say, it. yeah, right, perfect. Um, okay, um, on to uh, uh, the certificate of appropriateness for uh, 324 Fairchild. 
Okay, 324 Fairchild Street is in the Northside Historic District located here. It is a key contributing property. Um, it is a four square with narrow lap, lap siding. Um, it has a hip roof and hip dormers. Um, it is interesting for a couple reasons. Um, one, there is a little detail where the lap siding kind of bumps out at the bottom of the wall to create the drip edge instead of the larger water table and drip edge that we normally have. Um, the soffits are also very interesting because while they have beadboard, they also have uh, a patterning that we would label as stick style because it basically outlines and performs like it, it forms orthogonal sections of that soffit um, all the way around both the porch and the main roof. It is not in the dormers. Um, large double hung windows, uh, partially enclosed porch. Um, on the back, it has uh, what was historically an open porch that has been enclosed. And I don't, I didn't include a shot of it, but it also has a historic barn in the, at the alley. Uh, the project today is to uh, remove the um, existing uh, rear enclosed porch and to add a uh, two-story addition. Um, we have this uh, rendering. So um, this is the front of the house and the front porch. And the addition will be also a hip roof. Um, it'll be set in from the corners uh, of the house, the depth of the soffit. Um, it'll include some paired windows, as you can see. Uh, those will be separated by um, uh, trim as well and some individual windows. Uh, there's also proposed to be a deck on the back. Um, this is looking at the other side. Um, so they're proposing to have a side door off of the addition as well. And um, in the back, they are uh, proposing to gang windows. Again, they'll be separated by trim and install a French door. The, the ganged windows on the second floor do tend to lend themselves towards uh, looking like a sleeping porch, like you see on uh, the second floor of a lot of the additions on um, uh, four squares such as this. Um, there are, um, the siding would match the lap. Um, I had a couple other questions that have been um, alleviated here. Um, let me see if I can, well, I don't know where that went. I had a diagram that showed the depth of um, this addition in comparison to the neighboring houses because there was some discussion during the development of this design of, of um, making sure that the um, addition was in scale with the house. And I don't know, for some reason, I didn't get it into my PowerPoint uh, today, but it, it basically showed that this house was, uh, the addition was going to put it at a, an equivalent depth to the houses to the west of it. The house to the uh, east is, is completely different. So it, it doesn't really share any similarities. But um, so we've made sure that the addition is set in from the corners uh, to preserve the um, the uh, four square form, um, the roof line would match, um, we would match the lap and the siding and the trim. Um, staff does recommend that the special details that we saw in the front of the house, like the stick style and the uh, soffit is not replicated in the new addition, partly just to um, really emphasize that difference between the addition and the original structure, as well as um, terminating the um, bottom of the wall in a more simple manner instead of having the same kick out um, as the existing house has. Um, let's see if, let me check here and make sure there was anything else. Oh, there was some um, discussion of the window patterning. Um, and, and frankly, it looks like, you know, we pulled the windows away from the corner, more similar to the original structure. Uh, we have aligned the windows or we will align the windows um, uh, between the floors, uh, top and bottom. Um, as you can see here, um, the, there is a pattern of, of uh, paired windows already on the original house too. Um, 
And this is also a project where the window and, and door product information has not yet been submitted. So the, the recommended motion um, does include the, uh, the fact that, um, oh, so this recommended motion included uh, changing the details as written about in the staff report. And that included the, the citing detail at the bottom um, the, the soffit detail and making sure the paired windows are, are separated, but that the window and door product information will be submitted and approved. Great. Thank you, Jessica. We may need that motion up before we move Yeah, I, if you guys though. prefer me to leave it up, I can just do that. That's fine. Um, yeah, we can. We can. Um, any, any clarifying questions for Jessica? I think this counts as a clarifying question. Well, I noticed that in the drawing, the roof line isn't really reflected. So will that be, will the roof line be, will it match the like kind of gentle curve out to the edge that is, that's currently there? Yeah, it would be recommended. Um, staff would definitely recommend that this kind of kick out that we have um, instead of just the straight slope is uh, also there, it, it would, it would solve any problems with the connection between the roofs because if you had one that just went straight up it wouldn't hit the existing roof properly so it would be recommended to include that that kick out at the bottom of the, the i do remember you saying that now sorry no i didn't really say that so that's fine oh, okay <laughs> i have a quick clarifying question about the rear outbuilding um that probably dates to what, around 1900 based? I mean, that's a guess, I guess, but I'm wondering, there's no, I, I, can we take it for granted that there's no interference with the building? I mean, is the, the rear outbuilding also something on the property that would be preserved? And I'm assuming there's no reason to think this construction would harm it or change it in any way. Yeah, it would, um, it is definitely considered part of the property that we would regulate um, and the owners know that, that we want to keep the barn. Um, they, I believe that we have gone through all of the conversations uh, with the zoning officials to make sure that we've met all of the um, required open space. Um, I do know that we have been talking about the property lines a lot here. So that is something that we've been making sure um, the property lines are likely not um, indicated by the fences in their existing position. So they will be um, making sure that they can um, satisfy the zoning officials for, for locating that. But yeah, the, we don't expect this to impact the, the barn in any way. Follow up from Margaret's question. And so if we then approve the project and they build the addition and then the city zoning looks at the open space, would the city then oblige them to find additional open space or is that not something the city would do? Uh, no, we would. Um, they would not be able to get a building permit for the project until they Perfect. can tell the zoning officials that they have met the open space requirement. Understood. Great. Any other, sorry, I, I can't see people. So if there other clarifying questions, just speak up. I can see everyone, Kevin, so. Okay, all right. Uh, if we have no more, then we'll um, open the public hearing and uh, opportunity for the um, property owner or someone that represents them to, to go first. Uh, again, you don't have to speak, but if you'd like to, now's the, the right time. Good evening, I'm Amy Pretorius with Elevation Home Builders and I represent the homeowners and the construction company that will be doing this remodel if uh, you could people give us the opportunity to do so. So I don't have anything really beyond what Jessica already presented. She did a really good job and I do apologize for my 3D renderings. They definitely were not able to kind of replicate that very interesting uh, roof pitch, especially as it met the soffit. But uh, yes, our, our um, goal is definitely to preserve that same look as Jessica said, because it will be necessary to tie in the roof lines uh, once we uh, come to that uh, point uh, in the road. So, but if anybody has any questions for me, I'm happy to answer them. Thank you, Amy. Anybody got any questions? Great. Um, all right, do we have any other members of the public who want to speak on this particular item? 
All right, hearing none, um, uh, do we have any, um, closing the public hearing, any commission um, uh, discussion? All right, if not, I will entertain a motion. This is Brown. Uh, I'll move to approve a certificate of appropriateness for the project at 324 Fairchild as presented in the application, including the staff recommendations regarding the siding, soffit, and paired windows with the following condition. Window and door product information is approved by staff. Second. Great. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, motion carries. Thank you. All right, on to item E, uh, report on certificates issued by chair and staff. There's only a few right now. Um, we had a certificate of no material effects, simple uh, roof shingle replacement on this um, built as an apartment building uh, at 430 East Jefferson Street. Um, we had one or two staff reviews, 930 East College Street. They are installing just a, they're removing this pressed steel door that we would not be able to approve. And they're just putting in uh, temporarily a flat, smooth panel door. Uh, they do plan sometime in the future, once they're done with the house to um, install car carriage house doors that they will go through the approval process for. Um, 515 East Davenport Street um, is an interesting historic house and um, it's just getting its roof shingles replaced. Um, since they changed from this kind of old school three tab to modern architectural shingles that it's a minor review. Um, 317 Fairchild Street. Um, we've had lots of past projects, including a rear addition on this house. Um, this portion is the rear addition, and um, they are installing a radon um, mitigation system in this location with the rest of the equipment. And that's it. Great. On to item F, consideration of just, uh, do you, can we maybe go back so we can see each other? Do you mind? Yep. Just like seeing everybody as we. Um, awesome. Great. Uh, so we have consideration of minutes for our June uh, 10th meeting, 2021. Did anyone have any edits? If not, does someone want to make a motion? Hypel, I move to approve the minutes from the June 10th meeting. Brown, second. All right. All in favor say aye. 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 Any, any opposed? The minutes uh, are approved. Um, all right, commission uh, discussion at MG. Um, tonight is uh, Lindy's last meeting. Um, and uh, I, you know, I believe she was our first commissioner from the Jefferson Street District. Uh, Jessica isn't confirming that's the case. And so I was excited to find out uh, that we had someone she was joining, but I was very excited to have someone as um, great as Lindy um, on the commission. Um, you know, I, I, and I appreciate our contributions. You know, I always was impressed because every time we had an opportunity for kind of commission development opportunities as commissioners, Lindy signed up and participated. And, um, you know, I think a lot of that professional um, kind of commissioner development um, helped make her a great commissioner um, and helping, you know, I always felt like she kind of clarified discussions and offered thoughtful solutions um, and kind of kept the conversations moving forward. Um, and speaking of th things moving forward, she was always great about making a motion or a second. Uh, I would often um, really appreciate, uh, I think sometimes um, waiting in silence for somebody too. And Lindy always, I felt like was one to break that silence and make that motion. So um, I'm really gonna miss um, having you on the commission, Lindy and, and your contributions, but I am um, excited for your new endeavors outside of uh, Iowa City and excited to see um, where the world takes you. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor and a privilege to serve the city and with all of you. And I've learned a lot. Um, and so it's it's been great. And now I'm, I'm moving on to Williamsburg, Virginia. So I'm sure I'll get to put lots of my historic preservation knowledge to work there. Awesome. Great. Oh, I got a little clapping from Carly. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We well, all just are like this. <laughs> Carl does it the right way. <laughs> Kevin, I'll well, try more motions in the future. 
<laughs> I mean, we're going to need to. We're going to be down Lindy. So we're, uh, anyway. Um, uh, and then uh, we've got, we're soon to return to in-person meetings. Jessica, I think this, I don't have much information about yeah, this. Yeah, that's fine. Started. So um, our uh, governor decided to allow um, public meetings to continue over Zoom only through July 25th. Um, so we need to um, assume at this point that any meetings that we would have after July 25th will be back to in-person. Um, for those of you who are new, uh, we have typically met in Emma Harvett Hall, um, partly because of the fact that uh, it has good acoustics and recording. I don't have to do a whole lot as far as that goes. We don't get a lot of public, but when we do, there's space for them. It makes us just a little bit snug um, sitting around up on the uh, dais. So um, right now, staff is thinking that we will return there. Um, you know, if, if not everyone's comfortable in sitting all up around like that, or if somebody's not vaccinated or whatever, um, we can spread out throughout the space a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I, we want you to be aware that now we're being recorded and put online automatically. They'll cut off everything before the meeting and everything after the meeting um, from the opening to the adjournment, but then we'll probably go back to in-person meetings. Um, yeah, so if, if anyone wants to have any comments about that, well, this is during the discussion moment, so we can talk about it if you'd like. I do have some announcements otherwise as well. So August 12th will be at City Hall. I think we should assume that right now. Now, if it changes or something, we can let you, you know. Um, there's no option currently for people to connect differently. Um, they don't have that kind of capability or so I've been told. I had a question about that. Um, is that something that the city will consider for the public to be able to join virtually if they want? I don't think right now that they are thinking about that, um, but that would be a question more for um, the city clerk. They kind of decide those things for us. Um, it, it has been interesting because we've had a lot more public joining. I mean, it seems like it um, since we've been virtual, but um, it, yeah, I, you know, we'd have to have some kind of a monitor to show them and um, yeah, I'm not sure how they would do that right now. Because right now we project the one thing, which is our slide presentation and, and not, you know, visitors live online, so. Just to put it on the record, although I'm excited to return to in-person um, because I like the little microphone and the spinny chair and the officiality of it all. Accessibility is a huge issue for, you know, commissioners now in, in the future, as well as the public. And I hope that the city um, takes into consideration how accessible it's been for the past year and um, how the, yeah, public input is important and we want to welcome it. So whatever we can do to make that possible would be really great, I think. Yeah, Jordan, I echo your statement. I, I agree. I, I also, you know, that one of the city councilors joined the first meeting via the phone uh, at the last meeting. So I don't know um, if, if that is an option for folks in the future, if they're um, perhaps, you know, unrelated to COVID, but under the weather and maybe, but, you know, but can participate, just want to be cautious about, you know, the spread of a cold or, or whatever. I just, I think they're, or, you know, is out of town, but can make themselves available during that time. I just think we should get, you know, and encourage the city to get us some clarification on commissioner participation remotely, even if it's not a video conference, um, particularly as we, you know, we're, we're kind of a full commission right now, but sometimes we're, we struggle to get quorum. Um, and having that, you know, phone-in option, uh, I think, is uh, um, a valuable tool for us. And, and, you know, a lot we've all learned over the last year that all of our work doesn't have to be in person to be able to participate. So I, I think there's ways to do it that are pretty minimal. Um, I know I, I feel like I did it before at our last meeting. I had traveled, at, you know, for our March meeting, I had traveled to Detroit and was very 
under the weather. And I was like, I don't, this thing's coming and I don't want to make, I don't want to be the, uh, you know, case zero here in Johnson County. So I called in to that first meeting in, in March, the last meeting we did in person. So I just want to be, uh, maybe we could ask the city um, clerk for some clarification on that. I understand the, the logistics of a, a video monitor, but thinking about a, a phone tool uh, for particularly for commissioners, um, but potentially for the public as well. Well, and I'd like to say regarding the accessibility, you know, for the public, we have something on the bottom of all of our agendas that basically says if you have issues with trying to attend to reach out and we will solve that problem for you. Frankly, no one ever has. So I don't know you know, what would happen, you know, you're supposed to give enough time so that we can figure out, you know, the first thing I would do is go to the clerk's office and, and ask them how to, how they propose to solve that issue. So um, there might be ways that they can make it more accessible, but you have to speak out as a member of the public to request that at this point. And I think what Jordan's talking about is something that's just more generally easy to yep. do as far as accessibility across goes. the board of all organizations yeah. really it, it's just i think we've just learned that it's it's something that can be done and therefore should be done yeah. so. kevin as we continue to as we continue to learn how how the uh, the emojis work we can let ed speak first because he he raised his hand and so oh, ed, if you yeah, want to go you. ahead and yes. i'll go yes. after you yes. yeah. first of all i'd like to thank everybody from iowa city and you I'm uh, from New York, but uh, my uh, major here is um, journalism and um, and uh, and uh, and writing and writing. So I am uh, so I'm from uh, New York University, and I'm also joining my fellow publicist over in Iowa University. So we are doing a um, we're doing a thesis on um, cities and. Uh, historical um, historical landmarks, and I thank you very much for um, for giving me this um, for giving me a thesis, as well as my uh, fellow journalists from Iowa City, I mean Iowa University. Thank you, Ed. My my other part was to um, I'll lower my hand. Um, was to also say that yeah, as someone who works an hour away, I work over in Mus I live here in Iowa City, but I work in Muscatine, and it has been wonderful from time to time to know that if I can't leave work until five o'clock, I can join the meetings via Zoom audio at least while I'm driving. Um, so yes, definitely. If there's a way to make sure that commissioners can call in if needed, that would be appreciated. Can I ask while we're on this, are, do folks feel comfortable, you know, the, the city council is meeting at the um, senior center uh, because it provides space for them to spread out uh, and not sit very close together. Obviously, if we're in the Harvard Hall in, in uh, August, it's going to be, you know, there, we, there's more of us, you know, um, and, and space. And so I just want to make sure that if that's our route that we are, I just want to give folks an opportunity to to express concern either now or, or, or individually later um, if they don't feel comfortable. But I just you know, wanna make sure that folks feel comfortable and if there are things that they want us to consider as we're, or staff to consider as we're ma managing that, I think now is a good time to, to address it. So we've got some time to, to, to think about how to approach that. Well, I don't know, we can't require people to be uh, vaccinated, but it would be helpful to know if everyone is vaccinated, that would, affect one's degree comfort level uh, for the venue that we meet in. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm vaccinated and happy to, to share that. I, I don't know if others feel comfortable or not. Well, I As do. am I, and I would happily wear a mask if it um, was, you know, I know we can't require, I don't think, I, oh, can we? There's no mandate, no. Uh, but ask, if you want me to, I will. <laughs> I mean, I will volunteer that I am also vaccinated, but I'm volunteering that. I mean, I don't actually feel comfortable asking anyone if they are, in part because I know that's related to, you know, potentially sensitive yes. health conditions. So um, I think maybe, I mean, masks are fine with me if that's what people would be more comfortable with. Maybe for the first one, we... Uh... Yeah, I, I don't think we can mandate 
any of it. And obviously as the members of the public come in, they can mask or not mask. And if people want space or have concerns, we should um, just talk about them. That's. I might be doing some painting that week. I'll be sure to shout. <laughs> Yeah, now suddenly we all need to be a little bit more clean than we might have been for a meeting. <laughs> I do have one other thing when we're done yep, with this. Yep. I think if, if anyone has any concerns, feel free to reach out individually to either me or to Jessica, and we can make sure that, that we um, folks feel safe and comfortable in, in our, our next meeting um, or our, our August meeting. Yeah. So, and that would be the key. Oh, go ahead, Carl. No, I was just going to say, Ed, I followed up your comment with my own, um, but I failed to acknowledge. It's exciting to hear that you're doing a thesis related to Iowa City and our designation. Um, so we will look forward to your thesis and whatever. My thesis, my thesis will be uh, coincide with uh, uh, the University of Iowa. So um, they'll be uh, they'll also be doing a, uh, a similar thesis as well as here as well as uh nyu that's exciting okay um so i'm also writing i'm also writing a book about it too awesome great just gonna get uh, another item related to okay, our so, uh, upcoming uh, meetings yeah i i am going to inquire whether or not we can have a special meeting um we had one project that i was not able to get ready for this um a current meeting they had applied on the deadline date and we just had too many and um so we have that project and we have another one that's come up since then that's timely uh they want to have uh uh, get through the process as soon as possible. Um, and so I am hoping that we can schedule a um, special meeting. Now, I'm also hoping that because of the in-person thing, we can do it before the 25th so that we can do it through Zoom. Um, currently, our awards program is scheduled for what we would normally use as the date, the Thursday, the 22nd. Um, I don't know if we're on track to continue with the awards on that date. We maybe I'll reach out tomorrow to everybody. We'll see. Um, so I am proposing right now that we have the awards at 5.30 p.m. on Wednesday, the 21st. Of, of, I need six people. Sorry, Jessica, <laughs> you, want, you want to move the, you want the meeting on the 21st, not the awards on the 21st. Correct. I want the That's special next. meeting to be on Wednesday, the 21st at 5.30 p.m. And it would just be two agenda items. We won't even approve the minutes. It's just no, we like, just that. Yeah, we won't do any of the um, commission and chair stuff. So it would be like we'd meet, open public hearing, approve these two items or not approve them, and and uh, and then end the meeting. Yeah, we would have to have that moment where anybody from the public could comment. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if if you feel like you definitely could do that, could you please um, show your hands or something? <laughs> okay, say one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so we can at least have a quorum. That's all I need. Um, and you know, we have a few people not here, or one person not here who maybe can come or not. We'll have to see. Um, so. I'm going to go ahead and schedule that right now. So go ahead and put it on your calendars, 5.30, Wednesday the 21st. I will get the agenda published, um, but it's probably not gonna be a week ahead. Um, it'll probably be like a few days ahead or so. Great. Do we have any, do we need to uh, convene about the, his, uh, the Historic Preservation Awards at all? Or are we, are we good? Or um, I'll just reach out in the morning to everybody with an email. Um, as far as I know, Jordan, you're the only one who has completed a script and recorded it and moved on. I think that everybody else still has to finish the scripts. And I personally have not created a PowerPoint in any way at all. And I do need to do that. Um, I learned also haven't that. notified any contractors or anything. So okay. there are a few things. <laughs> I've I learned today that recording a script at home is really hard because you aren't looking at the camera you're looking at your script and you, it looks it, it's it's difficult. Um, so 
there's some kinks to work out. I'll let you know if I have any tips, if you plan on doing it at home. Right. You can always do it with Ty. In I, I might. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Uh, I think that's it on discussion stuff, right? Anyone? We really aren't supposed to. Okay. Um, uh, question information. This is just kind of uh, meant for one-sided um, uh, updates. Anything that people should know. All right, looks like we don't. And then that means we're ready for adjournment. Do I have a motion to adjourn? Hi, Paul, I move to adjourn the meeting. Aw. <laughs> Round second. All right, all in favor say aye. 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 Thanks. All right, yep, the motion, or the meeting is adjourned. Thank you, Lindy, thank you, everybody.